This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, April 26th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part six of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. Absolutely. And thank you, Lisa. Well said about COP26 and the significance. And, and I completely agree when it comes to corporates, um, we are adopting science-based targets, which is you can think about it as like the gold standard out there, which is most aggressive and pushing companies to limit their emissions um, in alignment with 1.5 degrees Celsius, which means that we don't want to hit that threshold. Otherwise, there will be devastating effects um, impacting economies and countries. So sort of that's the gold standard that Aviva has adopted. And when we are submitting, we are being very specific about what strategies we are going to take to reduce our scope one, two and three direct and indirect emissions. We are not saying we'll only do things at our offices, but we are saying we are going to look at our value chain, how we do business with suppliers, how we think about business travel, which in the pre-COVID world, as you know, is sort of one of the biggest sources of emissions. We are also going above and beyond where we are looking at the impacts of our software when our customers are using using our softwares, how energy intensive they are and what steps can be taken to, to sort of measure and reduce them. So there are, from a business perspective, I think it's really critical to think about the full value chain scope and not just think about what I can do at an operational level. So you're kind of saying that having conversations with these people in your value chain, your partners, your customers, getting them all sort of on board working towards a single goal can have maybe you would call it like a force multiplier effect. Yeah, absolutely. And when we look at the in, in ways as to how we are going to reduce emissions, let's say from our procured goods and services, where we have thousands of suppliers um, that we work with. That's where we are really engaging with external groups, even our peers and competitors, both at local and national levels, because in a way, most corporates, they, they share some of the suppliers and customers, right? So the ask is pretty much the same. Like we want everyone to reduce emissions. So we are trying to sort of figure out how unified we can be in that messaging. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Freeport McMoran Incorporated struggled to expand its capacity to meet rapidly growing global demand for copper in the first quarter of 2022. Despite stronger prices and improved production, executives acknowledged the company's copper sales could dip in the coming year as its planned capacity growth faces obstacles. Copper is a key element in semiconductor chips, battery energy storage systems, electric vehicles, and other other technologies that are crucial to remaining competitive in the changing global economy. Most of Freeport McMoran's active investments in copper mining are in South America, where it is focusing much of its efforts on the copper-rich nations of Chile and Peru. Industrial Info is tracking more than $13.5 billion worth of active projects involving Freeport McMoran worldwide, more than 80% of which are in the planning stage. 
with few oil producers in the world able to put any meaningful additions on the market, trade patterns may have to shift to accommodate any pivot away from Russian fuels by the European Union. The re-election of French President Emmanuel Macron during the weekend clears the political calendar so that members of the European Union can consider how to move away from Russia's oil and natural gas as punishment for declaring war on Ukraine. The European Union is bound to Russia by a dense network of pipelines. The continent gets about 25 percent of its oil and 45 percent of its natural gas from Russia, and replacing those volumes will be no easy feat. A new brownfield project in the Netherlands will see the conversion of liquefied natural gas tanks at the port of Rotterdam into green ammonia storage tanks following a deal between three Dutch heavyweights, Gasuni, Vopac, and HES International BV. Prompted by the growing European shift toward the import of green energy, the proposed 100 million euro ACE terminal project will use existing facilities at Mavslati, a massive man-made extension of the Europort port and industrial facility within the port of Rotterdam, Europe's largest port. And India has an ambitious target of adding 500 gigawatts of renewables in its power mix by 2030. Along with ground-mounted wind and solar, floating solar possesses serious potential to help the country meet this goal. It is estimated that India has floating solar potential of about 300 gigawatts. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.